Connected. Hello and welcome back to Podcast 99. Uh, as always, I am Ryan Lichten and I'm here with Josh Evans and Parks Miller. Uh, today is an extra super special episode because it is the first in our series of survivor stories uh, where we have someone that actually attended Woodstock 99 telling us about their experience. In the studio today, it is my great pleasure to introduce Tony B, who attended Woodstock 99. How are you doing, Tony? Hey, great, Ryan. How about yourself? Uh, I'm still alive. Against <laughs> yeah. all fucking odds. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for being with us. Oh, yes. Thank you. We've been looking forward to this for a while. Okay, so it's the year is 1999. The biggest fucking concert of the decade is happening. Where are you and what are you doing at this point in time in your life? Uh, I was uh, I was in Toronto. At that point in my life, uh, I'd been married for 10 years, two lovely children. A couple cars, this nice little job working for a uh, international company that uh, actually made uh, measuring devices, and I worked on the software team in L.A. and we had offices all over the world, basically. So I I was the company representative for the the standards committee, which uh, governed the software. It was uh, DEMAS compliant, they call it. And essentially, it just stands for the Dimensional Measurement Interface Standard. So uh, I had to go sit with a bunch of academians and uh, decide the direction of the the stupid standard, and that's what I did in 1999. Right. So, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, not to uh, knock any other kind of profession, but this is what some would call a real job. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is an actual career. Yeah. That, actually, that, that, that you are. That you are. Uh, Take it right now that you that you were doing in 1999. Well, I, I had a I, I had a, a unique opportunity growing up uh, with that standard. I remember when it was a draft, and I had worked for a, a manufacturer of large mouse traps, and they spent a lot of money on technology. On yeah. large mouse trap? Uh, on what? Uh, uh, that's just another name for weapons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fu- oh you mean human mouse traps? Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say potato. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> At any rate, uh, Toronto was the uh, annual uh, uh, collective meeting for all the companies that uh, wanted to be represented uh, by NIST and the other organizations that uh, govern standards, like the ISO. I don't know why they always included. It. You know, if it's for American manufacturing, they, why are they including the the rest of the world? But we do so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it all uh, you know, it all comes out in the wash. Well, I guess they buy mouse traps too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm up in Toronto uh, enjoying a nice uh, Canadian uh, barbecue for lunch on Friday. Uh, had been hearing uh, advertisements uh, on Toronto radio and TV about the the show, and I had known going in that I was going to be fairly close, and kind of bummed that probably wasn't going to get to see it. You know, I right? Had, I had missed '94, and. Uh, you know, being the Woodstock thing, and I was kind of a Woodstock baby. I was, I think, nine, nine or ten when the first one went off. So 
a little too young to go to that. I was too young to go to the California Jam, but I did catch the second one in 78. So I'm a veteran uh, festival goer. And, right. Uh, you know, I want to go see this thing. So I went online. Uh, and But in fact, that was the, my first online purchase. Uh, no shit. You know, but not only was it your first on- online purchase, but I bet that's like one of the first things that you could purchase online. Ever, period. ever. <laughs> yeah, it was a Woodstock 99 <laughs> ticket, dude. They're still trying out. They're like, maybe people will just uh, buy this maybe. shit at home. <laughs> you know, now they won't buy it anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> innovative. Yeah. It's very innovative. Uh, so uh, got the ticket. All right, I ordered up a ticket. Obviously, it was a will call, but uh, uh, in those days, for international flights, you had to stay a weekend to get the cheaper cheaper rate. So I got stuck. I, I was going to be stuck in Toronto for two days. Not that Toronto's not a nice city, especially in the summer. There's lots of things to do and plenty of things to see in Toronto. It's a great town. But, but there's no Woodstock. They didn't have Woodstock. This is true. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I jumped in my uh, rented, uh, I think I had a... Uh, Ford Taurus, nice uh, four-wheel drive vehicle. That was good. nice powering. I don't know Did days. you? Were you by yourself? Um, I was by. Well, yeah, I was there on company time, but not going. Woodstock wasn't company time, but I had to stay there for for the the, the gig. Right, and, the uh, duration of your uh, cheap right. international flight yeah, <laughs> mandate. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was like two hundred bucks. So I spent one hundred and fifty to save fifty. You know, but that <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, then, I bet that account still hasn't figured out. I got, I got the ticket through on my expense. <laughs> I put the ticket on my expense account. What statute of limitations? Ten years? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah you're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if there is an award out for uh, Tony B, you can find him through Podcast 99's host. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and took off uh, from Toronto on. Uh, actually, I left early Saturday morning. I, I ordered up the ticket Friday night, but it was a little too late to just jump in. That's about about a six-hour trip. Right. So we got to the border. I think uh, crossed over a thousand islands. Lovely little town. Nice little place. Uh, dropped down into Syrac- Syracuse and got into Rome. And um, um, you know, as as it is, uh, they had the the ticket place off off site. It was a couple miles away from the venue from the actual venue and pulled into that parking lot and went inside and got was it digging. just like an office building or like what was it like, <sighs> like a, some easy hooks. A, like a, was it brick and mortar or was it like it, a, was, it was brick and mortar what it appeared to be a country style meeting place for i think it was a ranch i think it was a horse ranch and they just had like a you know a country club front end that i guess they had like banquet rooms or whatever but in, in, right in in the main room there was the the ticket the tickets the okay yeah yeah people have you know passing out tickets. so you walk up give me your name and show them some id and they kick you down with your ducket and uh, off i'm off i'm off the races to get back in line that you know illustrious uh line that was well, in. i mean like when you were coming in to get your to get the ticket at Wilco, because keep in mind, folks at, at home, this is what is this? Is this Friday? This is Saturday. This is, we're we're into Saturday morning. Okay, so er, yeah, right. early Saturday morning, maybe yeah, uh, mid- maybe ten or eleven. And I haven't quite got into line to get to the parking. Did you? I mean, did you miss Friday? Like just because like you couldn't get there or, or traffic? Well, or- yeah, I was I was at a barbecue until the afternoon and okay. then, uh, <laughs> yeah. couldn't leave by that time 
you know, went back to the hotel and was sitting at the bar. I did get to talk to the gentleman, the bartender at the bar, uh, at, at, at the bar I was at, uh, he, uh, he actually went to the first Woodstock. So we were watching a little news blip on there and I said, yeah, I just, I just bought a ticket online. He's like, oh, you're going to go, eh? I said, I'm going to go. <laughs> and, uh, he says, yeah, I went to the first one. It was great. And uh, say, yeah, I'm all juiced. So I want to see uh, my, the bands I want to see were actually played on the first day. It was Offspring and Bush. So I miss those guys. But Bush was like, I, I mean, they were like an unexpected highlight. You know what I mean? Like when, when you look back at music history, you don't like think of oh Bush, like huge fucking rock band. But they headlined that shit. They were they, huge. They did. They were kind of a, a late, the last run of grunge, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. They, and they, they were a little they played, softer. They played '94 like, too, right? Uh, did they? I, yeah, I think they. I think that they did. I don't. I, I, don't, don't, I, I do recall that. I do recall that. Yeah. All I know is that uh, their singer married Gwen Stefani and uh, blew that by banging the nanny. You know, <laughs> just like, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude. You... <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you? What do you think it was? You? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's like. Uh, you, you, could know, eat, you could eat your favorite food for the rest of your fucking life, but every once in a while you're going to crave a can uh, of ravioli. Eddie, you know? Eddie Murphy said it best. You know, he says, you, you've been eating Ritz so long, all of a sudden it's just like a saltine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yes, maybe that was the, uh, the downfall of yeah. Gavin Rosdale. But regardless of any of that, so you didn't get to see Bush. You didn't, did, not you, get to, you, I still you, haven't you seen Bush. There. Yeah. Yeah, know. you probably won't. You probably no. won't get to see much. Not unless I go to an Indian casino. I probably yeah. see <laughs> but. True that. No, no, seriously. Like, that's completely fucking true. It's like a lot of the bands from 99, now that's kind of where you see It's like, you know, like uh, uh, Guster or like any of these bands. Like, you're going to see them when you're driving to a cool place on like a desolate highway where you see (laughs) casino advertisements for bands that are playing there that night. You know what I mean? So like, when did you actually arrive in? So you're driving, you got your rental car, you got your ticket. Yeah. uh, I get there, you know, mid morning, say nine 30, 10 ish. And, uh, got to pick up the ticket. Then I get, uh, get back on the highway to get to the off ramp to get in line, to park at, at, uh, Woodstock 99. And, uh, this line's not moving. It's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, I mean, is it like, how long were you there? Uh, it took me, I was there till I, I didn't actually get on the grounds till one o'clock. So okay. I'm wow. there a good, you know, two and a half, three hours. And it's hot as fuck. Uh, it's, it's getting warm. Yeah, it is. It's getting warm. Um, man, come to find out they'd run, run out of parking, of course. So people are just trying to find anywhere to park. So, uh, the last, uh, street, uh, before the bus terminal, if that's what you want to call it, um, I'm there. There's some residential houses on uh, one side of the street and a little shopping center at the end of that road. And the very last driveway, there's a, I'm going to call her a Rome 7. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the driveway with a, so like a New York City 4. Yeah, okay. She was like a hot Waffle House waitress. There you go. There you <laughs> go. And uh, um, the sign says uh, 20 bucks, park all weekend, and little uh, letters underneath says all the beer you can drink. Of course, I saw all the beer you wow. can drink, 20 bucks. I didn't, but. <laughs> oh, and it, I can park? It, it was a plus. I could park there. So, uh, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> I got to park, and we stood out in, in the driveway, and uh, 
there was a couple guys, and then I guess two other girls showed up later. So they had a nice little crew going, and they picked up some more along the way as we walked towards uh, towards the terminal. But uh, the first stop was the, the gas station on the corner across the street, and um, you know they're they're flinging in cases of beer through the cooler as fast as they can, and they're coming right out the front of the cooler <laughs> under the cash register. Would have been much easier just to stack the the cases right next to the cash register. <laughs> they're just like handing beer to people through the door of the fucking yeah, pretty cooler. Much, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it looked like. Cause obviously, people are not gonna pay the the venue price and uh come to find out the good reason but uh so we uh, got some money out of the atm there and picked up a case of beer and started walking towards uh, the terminal got on the bus and uh, had to pass all the uh, unauthorized vendors which i thought was kind of weird but uh come to find out later i guess they were 500 bucks uh 500 bucks a site on the inside yeah it was 500 dollars to have a, a vendor band. thing but what did vendors like outside like leading i mean we see this at any concert you go to especially for a huge band there's bootleg t-shirt guys yeah, a lot of that and and, and and all that shit but i mean like because this is woodstock and it's not just about the bands it was mostly what like woodstock merch right like, yeah not I mean, even band centric the, the og logo was was real big a lot of t-shirts with that on there and then uh uh They've had this stupid fake plastic marijuana wreath thing for you know, <laughs> girls' heads that they could put on their heads and pretend they were, you know, back to nature with their petroleum. Yeah, fake, but yeah. <laughs> fake marijuana. That will not like biodegrade for like at least twenty yeah. years, and you're gonna leave it on the ground. Right, like, right. You're gonna leave it there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Jesus Christ! So instead of uh, three days of peace and love, it's two thousand years of peace and love <laughs> and plastic and plastic. <laughs> and plastic. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was kind of funny, you know. And then I can't really remember the. Pr- I'm sure it was much more than ten bucks a shirt. Could have been fifteen or twenty for a shirt. 1999 that's that's still a little bit of money right right and now you kind of expect the, the pull of 20 and can't even call them jackson's anymore but uh in those days yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're getting pissed off <laughs> <laughs> gotta throw a dead president at something right? uh so uh get on the bus and we go the couple miles i guess it was maybe a mile mile and a quarter get off and we saw that glorious wall that that big peace wall right uh, the peace wall yeah. the, the mural that was supposed to keep everyone out the plywood and and steel barricades that was the world's largest mural at the time which yeah. you know wouldn't last more than i guess two days you know nah. well actually on the day that, that you arrived the mural it was already broken like in, uh, in some parts yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I mean if it was supposed to be a secure i don't know if it was supposed to be a security thing or it was just something that they could get the you know, local groups to go out there and paint for and, you know, give it something other than a, a dead army base or a dead air force base. Right. You know, look, <laughs> yeah. You know, empty buildings. But, uh, you know, I had the big, beautiful B 52 out in front and not a single piece sign spray painted on that thing. Posers. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, God, you know, Woodstock, how did how they, how they can even claim that name Woodstock? They're not a single piece. I haven't seen one piece sign yet. Yeah. <laughs> unless it was on a poster I could buy for or like a Pepsi. 15 bucks. Uh, yeah, or Pepsi. <laughs> the promotion. Our it's summertime insane. promotion this year for for uh, upstate New York is. Yeah, a, a three day fucking fe- like peace uh, Pepsi. God, it's just crazy. Pepsi was like one of the biggest sponsors of Woodstock '94, and like when you look at footage of that shit, and you just yeah. see all the garbage. Oh, it's yeah. just like 
Pepsi cups. The worst Pepsi ad ever, because just like mountains of Pepsi trash. You know what I mean? But that, but that's 94, and we're not here for yeah. fucking that shit. So, you're, you're arriving, <laughs> you're in the bus, you got your fucking beer, you're pulling along the wall. Let's yeah. let's talk about you getting in. You have your ticket. You have a ticket. You're a ticket holder. I, I, I was a ticket holder, and but I'm following a couple locals that have obviously been there the day before. So uh, they said, "Yeah, come on, we'll get our, we'll get the beer in, you know." And I started walking, uh, walking through the campsite and uh, showing a different kind of wear for sale there. There were, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I picked up a quarter ounce of some uh, some New York swag for I think it was thirty bucks. It was kind of steep, but you know that's. Well, I mean, that's Woodstock '99. <laughs> What'd you yeah, expect? Yeah, you know, exactly. them to hand it over. I mean. Uh, <laughs> But the uh, the balloons were cheap. They were going two for five bucks there in the in the early afternoon. It was uh, the nitrous. Then yeah, the nos was going. Did it go up? Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely went up. Just like you know, nos you you can really kind of track the uh, the patterns of an economy through nos balloon sales. You know, it's yeah. like if the, if, the, if the nos is going up, then water and food must be it must really. be going up. Yeah, and I don't you know. It wasn't like mobile phones were readily available. They must have had runners talking to everybody because they were all pretty much set throughout the, the place, you know? I don't know. I don't know how they do that, but those merchants are smart, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, this was the biggest fucking chance. This is the last chance of, of that year to, like, make a shit ton of money off of illegal uh, drugs I mean, in New York, you know? the 20th century blowout, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I need them for Y2K. I got to stock up uh, on yeah. balloons. Yeah. The, <laughs> the banks are going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ATMs won't work. All that shit. Why two K bugs gonna kill us? Yeah. No, yes. <laughs> but it it didn't. And uh, and but ninety nine didn't you feel like or, or maybe you didn't? But like, did you feel like there was a uh, kind of an attitude of Y two K approaching, like people being excited for the millennium and and shit like that? Was that like an attitude that was in the air there a little bit, or, or was it just you know, about the weekend? There's there have been points through at least it, in my view through history that. Uh, you know, it's always ominous. It's always apocryphal. Uh, 2000 was just one of them. Right. You know, you got one in, in 2012. You know, 1984. Oh, that's... Sh- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I totally. in the 60s and 70s, man. That was all we heard, 1984. You know, all of a sudden, shit. <laughs> uh, of course, Reagan was still president, so maybe that was... Maybe that's what we had to worry about. Right, days. yeah. I mean, nothing went wrong in the uh, in the 90s. You know, I mean, thank God for Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rome's, Rome's Air Force. sailing. Rome, Rome's Air Force Base got shut down. That's why they were having the show there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm still just, like, wrapping my head around the feeling of walking into a thing like that. Obviously, you got the beer in that, hey, that you were supposed to be, and you didn't even have to turn in your ticket. You just, you just walked yeah, right uh, in with uh, a bunch uh, of other essentially, fucking people. Essentially, we went through, we meandered through that camp, and uh, there were some barricades that appeared to be an entrance at some point, but the security had long disappeared. So they probably cut those guys off and just stopped paying them after Friday. Well, yeah. a lot of them quit too. I, I don't know if yeah. you're if you're aware of that, but a lot of them would would sign up to do the peace patrol, and then they just yeah. take their shirt off, and now um, they're at Woodstock. And now they're at Woodstock. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. don't give a fuck if they get fired from a three day gig, you know. Yeah, that's that's paying minimum minimum wage. So you yeah. saw that though in action, like just people, like nope, like oh yeah, it's like oh wow, there's nobody really watching here. This is uh, okay, well, it's, it's different. <laughs> I mean, you know, I remember Cal Jam too, which had I don't know three hundred thousand people. They at least tried until the people just stopped over it stomped the gates 
know, they literally walked over the gates. But right. this looked like an abandonment. It wasn't. There wow. wasn't things destroyed. They the just ship. There was just nothing there. You know, it's okay. You know, tickets or you know, entrance this way. And essentially, it was you just walked past a couple of uh, barricades. Now they weren't even lined up anymore. <laughs> so Jesus open Christ! Open their way up. It's like didn't have to step through them or anything. <laughs> Wow. I guess they were searching at some point on Friday or maybe even Thursday. I mean, we've seen a little bit of video of, of the security checks. Like one guy uh, in this like video that we have, uh, he brings in a full duffel bag. Like mm. who knows what the fuck is in this gigantic duffel bag. And security like just like pats it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, just like give it a one, boy. two. Like, good uh, boy. Yeah, good yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, feels like a bag to me. Yeah. And then they just send you in with it. Like, who knows? Like, it could have been did, pipe bombs. Like, didn't, what the fuck? blow up. Okay. <laughs> I touched it two times. Yeah. No, totally. Okay, so but, that's one thing that we have officially I, fucking confirmed is that security was like yeah, a total lackluster. Yeah. They did check ID at the beer garden. Oh, well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean i do remember getting a wristband for that but okay great i was 21 were, I was were you able to take the beers out of the beer garden because like you know a lot of things nowadays you got to stay like within the confines yeah, you know, that's no we did we did walk out i was walking around with the what beer. about what about the beer that you brought in uh actually <laughs> put a couple in my pocket and i started people coming up to me as i walked through the camp hey you want to sell one? No, oh, fuck two bucks. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. It was a, it was a thirty pack at there. Was two. Th we have two. No, it was a, it was a cardboard. It was a regular twenty four. <laughs> one man, sixty beers. Twenty four. It was no, it was twenty four <laughs> beers. And, and you know, yeah, I I I put I don't know four or five in my pockets and was holding one and and it had grips on the other ones. But uh, yeah, I passed them out two bucks and then uh, I bought I bought beer inside with the money I made off the beer I bought outside. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing though. <laughs> like, that's incredible because it's like like we heard like we've heard so much about like watching news reports yeah. and fucking reading newspapers and all this shit about that stuff everyone always talks about like the outlaw vendors or like like the illegal like vendors and stuff and it's but it's people just selling cans of beer for two bucks or like bottles of water like, they come yeah, in with a 30 exactly, pack of water yeah. and they're just like yeah a dollar a piece it's gonna, like, it's gonna get warm and I might as well sell while it's cold yeah yeah fuck <laughs> it well it really wasn't that cold they just take it off the truck pass it through the cooler and oh that's a curse at the front. Yeah, that was just a courtesy. Dude, I got it out of the cooler. You know, <laughs> it's like that's, that's what you tell your buddies. They're like, God damn, the PBR is warm. But uh, so, okay, you sold all the beers. You got your beers at the beer garden now. Are you ready for music? I mean, what are you trying I, to catch I, right now? Well, I think I, I think I went I went and got a hamburger. I didn't remember eating because by that time it was lunchtime. So I think I got, I don't know, an $8 burger or whatever it was. It wasn't uh, anything to write home about. But, it, you know, <laughs> that festival food, you're going to see that. Nachos, you're going to see the burgers. Um I heard that, that food not bombs was there. No, 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 no. I, I, I in the last episode I had uh, related that group, which I'm not even sure is active anymore, to uh, this uh, oh, taste of Tibet. Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, the okay, taste yeah, of yeah, Tibet, yeah, yeah. where where it's just like like yeah. food for charity. It's you know, so, <laughs> soy riso and uh, and tofurkey. Oh, in '99 it was just like, oh, you want vegan food? Here's some potatoes. You know, they didn't have all this fucking other like shit. Like, the last vegetable on a vegan's diet under a meal list is potato. No, yeah, it's like, the taste of Tibet. So, but there was a bunch of like shitty food like that. I mean, uh, yeah, there, when, there we were, was. when we were talking earlier, uh, b before we started, you were mentioning that it was like fair food, like you know, something you'd see like a carnival, yeah, yeah, like was... a state fair. So to have like a, a vegetarian option was very like, oh, like 
this is a cool festival. They yeah, have vegetarian I mean, food. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? They were just de- demogra- They were demoing. They were trying to get the demographic. So you're walking through the um, the the camp area, and uh, you can see the runway at one end, really really flat there in Rome. The area is really flat. Um, so the one side was the B stage, and I guess a mile and a half or so on the other side is the money stage, and in the middle was was <laughs> the the village with the there was a hangar at one end and. Uh, this insane drum corps that pissed me off because I eat my hamburger and I'm looking for a trash can. Being the responsible citizen I am, I'm looking for a trash can to dump my, my trash in. <laughs> right. And there are no trash cans there because the drum corps has taken every one of the cans and put them into the act. So there's, Drum stock. Yeah, drum, which is known as drum stock. The drum it, stock. There's actual yeah. name for that. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah and just like the mud people, the, they've been dubbed the mud Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got drum stock, which is yeah, like when when, when Tony B says uh, drum corps, he's not talking about like a fucking school marching band. He's talking about two hundred yeah. two hundred people on ecstasy just beating the snot out of these plastic cans. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that was a uh, much was to the a... chagrin of I don't know everyone else there. Wait, so was that was, <laughs> was that technically the first show you saw at Woodstock? Uh, that was the first act. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and then the second act was uh, um, the Bro Club. They were doing uh, uh, fake. Re- I mean uh, WWE wrestling in on the asphalt, which was impressive. Just some were, dudes. Just on the asphalt. Yeah, it was just you know a group of bros. <laughs> so these get these dudes are just fucking wrestling uh yeah like out in the middle yeah, of the ground the moves the suplexes and the the uh uh dive bombs whatever you call them the, the neck breakers and the well in 99 like this was the heyday of backyard wrestling yeah. too probably well, backyard oh, yeah, wrestling, yeah. but also wwe which was at that time wwf that was the attitude era dude yeah, that was wrong. like the fucking was the shit, shit. Yeah. you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. everyone was on board with that so i could totally see like a bunch of dudes like no dude it's gonna pay off we all buy these woodstock tickets we go there <laughs> we do our fucking thing dude i suplex you yeah. you count me out bam bam bing and we're done that's the show dude yeah, and it's is. like like, the only time it's ever been mentioned since is right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they look like they're having a good time, and it was a good show for a minute. And I got I got into the uh, the hangar there and uh, caught my first real bona fide uh, lineup act was a uh, full devil jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of a I don't they they weren't quite speed metal. They were kind of the you know the what do you call that kind of metal? I don't know. It's like a heavier creed. You know, it, it's like, because it wasn't yeah. new metal-y, like, they didn't rap or anything. No. And it, and it was just, like, very, like, masculine, just like, yeah, yeah, like, vocals, yeah. but, like, without any, like, it was just a harder creed, is how I would describe them. And we're going to talk about them more when we when we get to our, our day two thing, because, yeah, like you said, they were in a hangar, which is an emerging artist stage, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think full devil jacket emerged well, <laughs> from from that well i'm sure they emerged out of the hangar at some point on that day but oh yeah no you know they were walking around with artist wristbands like hey yeah. over here look i played <laughs> got their their uh instamatics out and got their self well the, the, oh, the, totally. the what do they call that the uh, pre-selfie yeah, a pre selfie. I mean, it, it's still pre, a selfie. It was just with an selfie, actual, yeah. uh, an actual fucking uh, camera that that was being used for it. Speaking of cameras, though, like we we discussed this on a on a, another episode. Um, like disposable cameras were huge at Woodstock '99, and they were selling them on the grounds because of all the nudity. Did you see like 
tons of naked people or any naked people uh, or anything uh, like that or, or was that just not part of your uh well if you're if you're counting poundage you're, there might have been tons there was a lot of people there so. <laughs> uh, um you know i appreciate the human the human body i appreciate the female human body especially when it's what's when, when it's clean and nude right. um <laughs> You know, a couple of days at a festival, living in your skin, you know, it's... It, it doesn't it, look good on anyone. It takes on a certain aesthetic that, yeah, it doesn't really, uh... Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't do it for me. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Yeah, it's just like, I have no interest in, like, yeah. someone caked in fucking mud feces. Yeah, you know, salamanders, their skin can actually change colors, but when you're covered with mud trying to hide, I don't know. <laughs> 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 All right, all right, all right. We, we, <laughs> I'm just picturing like mud people at Woodstock '99 now as like a salamander or like like this this weird like fucked up ecosystem that like we haven't yet like wrapped our minds around. But uh, so so full devil jacket plays, and, and now you're back out into the wild. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, what time is it? Like it's getting close to show thirty. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know if I got a beer. I probably did. Got another beer and walked out and uh, caught Dave Edmonds, which uh, kind of like riding a moped. It's fun while you're doing it, but you don't want your friends seeing. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, got the you know caught his uh, his well, the big one crash. You know, had to crash right, and that just swooned all the mud girls. They were <laughs> drove the mud girls crazy. crazy. Wet spots on the mud. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> have you have you used the bathroom yet at this point? You've been drinking beer. Uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a rule beer drinkers learn very early. Um, you know, try to hold as long as you can. You let that first one off and it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall having used the restroom yet. You know, <laughs> we've been calling this survivor, you know, survivor <laughs> stories. That is like not even Woodstock 99. That's just like a good life survival yeah. tip. Like if you're drinking beer, Hold that fucking piss, because once you do it once, oh, that's yeah, it for the yeah. fucking whole night. And you know, it's not pre-show. This guy doesn't have a diaper like the guitarist of uh, no, no, <laughs> for George <yeah>. Clinton. <laughs> you know, he's gonna actually have to do something about it. But uh, fortunately, I mean, you know, it was only I think a mile and a half between the stages, so that means you're only three quarters of a mile from the nearest restroom, or you could just use the wall. You might it was there be the only person to describe that distance as like fortunately it was only a mile and a half yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like but you know when you've been drinking beer and you've been holding that piss yeah it's worth like, the you, walk yeah you can do the walk or, it's all good <laughs> or you know i can remember i remember time at, at the second california jam waiting in line behind porta potties and i was in line like the whole set of heart i had listened to every song they did and was probably 20 people away, still 20 people away from the outhouse. And I just say, you know what? Piss on this. And that's exactly what I did. I walked right behind it and pissed on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that that may have been what I did in that case. Because there, there was the, the, the wall, that, that peace wall. The piss wall. Now, piss wall. Turned, yeah. turned into the piss wall. Squad <laughs> over there underneath one of the barricades. It's like, okay. I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> well, but this is, you know, again, just to remind everyone, this is day two that we're talking about. This isn't day like, yeah, pe- like tensions were already, you know, pretty high uh, from well, people that were there from the pre-show and day one. So like the whole pissing outside, I mean, that this is shit that's been going on. Yeah, it's been going on. And I don't, I don't know if 
tensions were high, but there was a lot of people that were high. And it was just pretty... <laughs> But it was just pretty much, you know, you know, do do what you got to do, and, and just don't do it to someone else, if right? It, if it's like really bad, or do do it to someone else if they don't have mud on them. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I I do remember a lot of mud holes. It, was, it seemed like the water systems were, I mean, obviously there were probably PVC and people that just yeah jacked them up because day one yeah. they had like showers and things like that but right that, just, that's where the mud came yeah. from was the, yeah. the pipes broke yeah. and spilled out and that's well, why that, they started tearing down the wall too it was did to rain make... briefly oh really yeah a little so we had a little sprinkle that night it was kind of weird like where'd this come from it rolled in and got a little foggy and dumped some rain and and fucking help the mud Nazis, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, fuel the mud Nazi fire. If you're so, still, if you're still feeling it, just so, so you know, on, on day one there were there was people you wanted to see you and you had mentioned that you really wanted to see Bush and and, and shit like that. Yeah. Who, who did you see next after Full Devil Jacket? What did you like? Oh uh, yeah, I saw Dave Edmonds and right. then and then oh that, that set the stage for Limp Biscuit, which was the start of yes. you know the the next three bands were the the highlight of my weekend because essentially after that night I got the fuck out of there right and they were yeah. also the peak of the entire festival I mean you had what in order it was during that last three it was Limp Bizkit Rage, Rage Against, Against the Machine, Machine and Metallica and then Metallica yeah that's insane you can't catch a breath yeah it was uh, it was a good little set I mean those that's a good little portion of the, that of that day uh, Limp Bizkit uh, you know it was. Uh, very energetic, and I, and you look back in their career as probably their zenith. You know that they were oh, totally. They were known, but they weren't. They hadn't blown up. Yeah, you know, Durst wasn't that album out. came out like a month before that the festival, I think. And they so, were yeah. getting a lot of radio play, but Durst had, wasn't hanging out at the Playboy Mansion every weekend. You know, like he did for <laughs> yeah, the next did you 10 see what years he was wearing? <laughs> He wouldn't be allowed in the Playboy Mansion wearing a DC shirt, fucking cargo pants. I, for I have now. a fucking theory that he was fucking given some money to wear a D. Because, dude, if you're playing the biggest concert oh, yeah. of your entire life and you're wearing a brand name across your chest, dude, I mean, yeah, come you, on. I mean, you know I'd like was. to think that he was paid <laughs> to wear a DC shoe shirt well, there's, on stage. He was but a fan probably of skating, not. too. Yeah. There's an old story about David Lee Roth refusing a Levi sponsorship when he was back with Van Halen and they're on their first album. He told his manager, Harley Davidson or get fucked. <laughs> and they were going to give him $6 million for wearing Levi's on stage. And the guy didn't take it. Wow. This is 1980, that's, 1979. Fucking what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know. That was a lot of money then. We'll, we'll, we'll juxtapose that with yeah. Woodstock 99, yeah. where literally even the security guard shirts had a fucking advertisement on them. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I I just got a fucking authentic Peace Patrol Woodstock '99 security guard T-shirt, and there's a fucking ad for Converse on on it. Like whatever they could put an ad on, they fucking did. Wow, you know what amazing. I mean? It's like it, it, it's it's out of control. You know what I mean? Like though that the ads were heavy on both radio and TV in Toronto. I mean, you know, that's probably what helped spur me to go. Is that I kept seeing Woodstock, Woodstock, and I'm looking at calculating the miles. Yeah, six hours, like three hundred miles to do it, but you know, gotta go. Woodstock, Woodstock, we're gonna finally make it. Be a part of history. So, like during Limp Set, which you know, to us, we, we call Limp Bizkit the Godfathers of Woodstock '99. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and, it, and it's mostly due to, to the flack that they caught afterwards. Like, as you know, because you saw this happen, they stopped their set. They, mm-hmm. they made Fred Durst kind of try and tell everyone to chill out. Where he famously says, they want me to ask you to, to you know, they said people are getting yeah. hurt. They want me to ask you to mellow out. I don't want you to mellow out, but don't hurt anyone. You know, yeah, I mean, some kind of shit like yeah, that. I remember that. He, then, he, then I think uh, that was right before he got on the plywood and they kind of were he was kind of crowd surfing on this piece of plywood with right a mic. which was from the wall that was supposed to keep people yeah, out but that was yeah. <laughs> i mean that, that's a fucking iconic piece of video for i mean for him in his career he can always look yeah. back to that and say yeah that's us right you know they had that stupid uh, doll head on the, the stick that it, it looked real tribal at that point <laughs> it was like oh you know the masses of gathered. Did you and... catch them at, at the start of their set when Vern Troyer? Yeah, was on uh, stage. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. announced them. Yeah, no fucking way. He, st- he was on stage all the whole yeah. fucking show. He was he was there at the side. You could see him. You it's like that's how? great. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they were twenty feet in the air. So <laughs> how it wasn't uh, it was so... it wasn't very hard for him to look over everybody. So on stage, would you say it's safe to say that from like? The attendee perspective, the Limp Bizkit set wasn't the chaos that is like portrayed in the media. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I, chaos. Okay, there was a lot of pogoers. You know, a little different than than a mosh pit. These guys were up and down, not in a in a crazy mass circle. It wasn't like right. that. That happened in the next band. But uh, for Limp Bizkit, they had a a real good vibe, real good energy. It was you know. The last of the bit, not the last bit of the sun, but the sun was, you know, on its way out. People were feeling real good about then. If you wanted a bottle of water, you're going to pay $10 for a 16, 16 ounce bottle of water at that point. And you could get a, a beer for what, 12 ounce beer for three and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As water prices rose, beer prices yeah, dropped. <laughs> That's the economy, folks. And it, you know, it was it was going uh, it was going pretty pretty hard hard and heavy by then. Um, you know, they finished their set and destroyed. I mean, it was that was a really energetic set. I don't know why they got dissed so bad. I guess later on their music kind of started breaking down. But that well, people that people time, tried to say that all the shit that happened on Sunday was it started with Limp Bizkit like inciting a riot. It, 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 they, they if you were there, the, so you, they weren't the ones. It was the next band, Rage Against the Machine, that got the motherfuckers going. So let, let's get there. So it's the <laughs> wow. same stage. It, Sun, you're pumped on them. It's sunset. The sun is going as dark, and it's getting dark. It's going to go black real fast, and. So I start pushing even farther in. I get to probably, I don't know, 25 feet from the stage. Jesus Christ. So I'm in right the shit. There and yeah, we're in the shit. We're standing there waiting for, for Rage. I want, I want to see Rage. I even got any further. I was like probably two people away from Fred, uh, not Fred, uh, uh, De La Rocha, Zach De La Rocha. Mm-hmm. When they start yeah. their set, I was right underneath them. And there was maybe two people in front of me in the gate. Have you ever spotted yourself in any of this footage? I, you know, I've looked on that DVD a million times. I can't see me go over the wall, unfortunately. Because... Well, you were also saying uh, earlier uh, when we were talking that fucking uh, when you saw Full Devil Jacket, you know, it, during their set they give out CDs. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you got one of them. I did. I did. You're, got a CD. you're fucking gonna be in that footage, dude. That that's that, crazy. Because like that oh, part's gonna, in there. I, I like see even that. if it's just your fucking arm yeah. or some yeah, shit. Gotta pull it up after. So like Rage, right? Like when I saw Rage, which is you know. Almost twenty years after after nine, you know, this, yeah. this, this is like a couple of years ago, like four or five years ago, or right. actually longer than that now, like six or seven. But uh, 
before they even started, people started setting fires, like they overturned oh, trash cans. I can, I can and, believe that. But, yeah. Like, was that kind of the attitude leading uh, up to them coming out on stage? Was like it getting uh, really hectic, or was I, people just? Like, I, funny part about it, I had, I should have known. I had no idea what was going to happen as soon as they started playing. I should have known. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there at the gate, and they they light off. Uh, I forget what the hell they opened up with. Uh, Rage? Yeah, Rage. I forget what they are. It was uh, No Shelter. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that uh, opened up a huge area in the middle. I'm going to guess half that crowd that was there. I don't know. You know, there was what? What was the attendance? 400,000 on that show? Yeah, Yeah. well, at the end. Over the whole days? Okay, but so you can probably guess what? 130 people a day at least? Do it. Mm Mm-hmm. 130,000? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, completely. So yeah, I mean, more. So between the yeah. two stages, there's, uh, you know, I don't know, 70,000 70, people at the money stage and maybe not quite as much at the other stage. Right. Half those people. So we'll say 30, 35,000 people open up in a pit. And the activity, the bodies moving, raised the temperature about 20 degrees instantly. So it's been 100 degrees all day. Mm-hmm. People have been drinking beer all day. Not They couldn't afford the water, so they were drinking the beer. <laughs> temperature goes so up 20 degrees fucked. and people just start collapsing just, they start falling as well as trying not to get fucking squashed because the pit it compressed everybody so we just start picking people up and start tossing them over the gate and it's like okay after about 20 of those guys I, <laughs> I'm, I'm punching out guys i gotta go too i gotta get out of here too so, but it was like a it was like a crowd effort. Like, oh, this guy's going down. Pass him up. Like oh, yeah. everyone was on board. Like, oh, okay, he's got to go. And Especially everyone... the girls. The girls were the first to go. And, you know, they're and they're pretty easy to. to I mean, flip well, when out you of saw there, like but... like a, a chick getting uh getting crowd served, did you see like any of like the grabbing or like any of like the fucking really negative like Woodstock? They're crowd Project. surfing, but I you know I've seen I've been watching girls do that. Any girl that's crowd surfing wants to get touched, I'm guessing. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're crowd surfing. But, like, but when you see the, the footage of this shit, we're talking, like, people, like, pulling off their fucking shorts, like, oh, like grabbing them by the hair. Like, they're disappearing into crowds of dudes. Like, shit, like, like, were you privy, or were you just too, like, just surrounded well, I, I, by I'm, insanity? I'm more watching a, a band. Right, right. Know, that, that, yeah, okay. I don't, yeah, I mean, if that happened, dude. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I think it, I'm guessing that it, it, I don't, I just can't imagine a group of people just letting that happen. You know? Right. Well, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe not, I know. maybe not during, uh, maybe not during raid, but, but there are insane. Re- like, I don't know if you're aware of this report, but during corn set, which was the, the day before, yeah. uh, the media tower where like reporters had like a bird's eye view of the crowd. There's like multiple reports of a woman getting crowd surfed into a group of men that then like pull her down oh, and like cannibal Holocaust style, like take turns yeah. and like, you know, one on each arm, one on each. I mean, terrifying shit and then pass her up. Yeah. But well, I-, I can imagine being in a crowd of thousands and thousands of people where, yeah, you're not going to, you can't, see, you don't yeah, see yeah, from the ground yeah. level. You don't see it all. And I didn't particularly see anything that Dan, you know, that, Right, but you are seeing people getting passed up because they're like totally fucked and well, like yeah, unconscious and, and yeah, heat just, stroke. The, and... the heat stroke, it was you know too too much in a, in a small space is what it was, and and it, you know it got me thinking about concerts in general, you know how the how the the demographic has changed so much. I mean, the original Woodstock people were sitting down, 
They right. weren't standing up. They yeah, were, they were sitting down. That's true. You know, there's there's a few people standing up. The ones that you know were obviously on the upper end of the drug, yeah. <laughs> the drug spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you got those good two and alls, no, you're not going to want to stand up. You're gonna be sitting down. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep. This, you gotta keep moving. And '99 was all about drugs that kept you moving. And I think uh, it just uh, one particular drug, uh, the methamphetamine was was very rampant. I'm sure. Well, that's kind of like when meth was first like coming into, like it was coming out of the underground that it was in. And it was becoming more like accessible to mainstream mainstream people, people yeah. but it didn't have the stigma that it does now. You no, know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. it started in like cool like you know circuit parties and like weird raves and stuff, yeah. and then like by the time it hit a mainstream rock concert, people were willing to give it a try. They they didn't know that all the crazy shit that could happen to you could happen to you. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It was still new yeah. enough for, for young people to try it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so, so you got to learn. So, so you're in the front of rage against the machine. Shit's going fucking crazy. People are getting passed up because of exhaustion. Yeah. You I'm, yourself. I'm getting, I'm getting squished and, uh, you know, finally getting tired after tossing a few people over. And, uh, you know, I, I punch out, I tap the guy next to me. Hey, give me a lift. <laughs> and, uh, and the bouncer the bouncers at the fence they were getting you know hammered because there's a lot of people just panicking like straight up ah, let me out of here ah, you know and, you know so i reach up trying to grab one guy's hand he's like fucking wait your turn so it's like okay and jesus <laughs> there was like a line get over there and uh you know uh, yeah it was it was good to be out of that and as soon as i got over the other side temperature drops because you're not in the midst of a bunch of wild people and that uh, felt good and i made my way out you know listening to listen to the band and we walked i walk out and it's probably i don't know 100 yards to the first uh watering area um which was basically a mud hole but there was a working spigot so i got right. up underneath that and tried to rinse off as much of the crap as i could Ugh. because by that time i'm covered with who knows what? Right. <laughs> uh, there was vomit everywhere. Covered with Woodstock '99. Smelled like crap. It was. Uh, yeah. The, you, you do remember? That's it another thing I wanted terrible, to ask you. Yeah. You mentioned it smelled like crap. Did the whole place stink? Because one thing that we've had in like that we've heard from multiple people that were there that yeah. it just smelled like shit everywhere. <laughs> was that a thing? That, that like... that's probably what deterred me from going to the restroom. I mean, th in retrospect, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, why don't I go to the restroom? Oh, it's probably got to be coming from somewhere. Fucking, they were already filled. I, Oh, God, <laughs> they dude. didn't have enough toilets there. That's probably what it was. Oh, but I do man. remember the streams of piss running out of them, and and ha and a lot of them were knocked over. Don't know why. Why do you want to knock over the toilets? Nah, fuck it. Was there ever a mo <laughs> was there ever a moment where you saw someone like taking a shit just on the ground? Uh, not that direct. No, nah, no, I did. I did see girls peeing. I guess they were, you know, just not going to wait in line or yeah. couldn't go into those restrooms. We just have this fantasy of uh some fucking festival head like wiping his ass with a paper plate or like a pizza box or something oh, oh, and, and, yeah, oh you just, know that happened yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we just want it confirmed damn it <laughs> yeah I, well i don't even know if they wiped afterwards but, yeah. you know, <laughs> gotta probably, catch bush i <laughs> went over one of those water holes and just <laughs> like it's, oh, it's a bidet it's a washed up 99 it's bidet. It's <laughs> bidet the water fountain hey man that's a water fountain oh shit yeah, yeah it was kind of crazy because uh i got you know after I walked out of after rage and then was sitting by the waterhole for a while uh, after it cleaned up. Boy, that's a air quotes. Um, and watched the Metallica and I, you know, I've heard some loud bands in my life. Uh, I I tend to play loud when I play. 
But fuck, Metallica was, they were trying to push people out of there. I think that's what the, what they did, is they just used all, whatever, 120,000 watts they had and just, you know, 100, 120, 25 decibels. It was, it was gnarly. Loudest, uh, loudest show I'd ever been to was uh, Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs> really? It hurt my fucking, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like shaking my kidneys and shit. I had no. to fucking get the fuck out of there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It, it was very reminiscent of uh, one time at the Coliseum, uh, cheap trick went on after one o'clock and they did that they turned it up to get people out of there because it was already you know already one o'clock right they're trying to clear people out so you were seeing you, you watched metallica from like a side yeah I so watched like, from you weren't a, like in... 200 yards away i was right. i was back ways yeah awesome so I, I mean you know and there was tons of other shit going on like you saw that one band in the emerging artist tent yeah. uh the, there was like a rave that would go on there was at- another hangar that was closed that you, you know didn't have any daylight in it and that was the rave the rave one you check that out at all or were you fucking out of there uh, no the, the the people the get the people that let me uh guest in their front yard uh um they were going to that but after partying with them for two and a half hours i could see where they're <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have that much in you. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, so now it's it's the end of end of day two. Like, are you yeah. seeing things? I mean, besides like all the like hallucinations, m- like tiny or, or not tiny shit, but like small things that we're talking about going wrong. Are you seeing like an overall kind of turn? Like, is the is the tide turning? Like, are you seeing things kind of going south? You, you know, a lot of that. Uh, okay, a lot of the perception comes from when you're in a group of people that you know and you're conversing with. You know, the, over time. Since I went there by myself, I'm not really talking to a lot of people. I might say hi and bye. You know, right. But not really getting into any depth or talking about it. But. Uh, you know, there was a lot of inebriated people there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> go figure. Yeah, it wasn't, I don't, you would be hard-pressed to find someone close to sober in that in that crowd. You know, I myself was feeling not too bad. Well, yeah, you so, fucking beer salesman. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there was some, quite a few hangovers, I'm sure. And I did see walking out that the balloons did go up to thirty bucks a piece. Yeah. So, <laughs> Time yeah. for me to leave. Yeah, it's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I figured, okay, let's see. Do I want to? Am I going to stay for Sunday? Uh, walking out, just seeing how trash people were. I said, "There's literally no intellectual content here. I, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have yeah. seen what I need to see." And... Were you like? I got a wife and kids. I can't be fucking doing day three at yeah. Woodstock '99. <laughs> well, I did have a plane to catch, so I, you know, I was, it's called a risk assessment, and that's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I got to catch a plane Monday morning, which means, uh, yeah, no, I uh, nursed a, a mean ass hangover on the way back to Toronto, then driving back, so I caught every rest stop on the way back, and at least got you know fifteen twenty minutes here and there to, oh, to, to oh, make oh, my way yeah, back. Dude, I've, I've fucking been there and, and then and then that was it and then you had you had that shit in the memory bank i had that shit in the memory well the first thing i had to do is I woke up on sunday i had to literally wash my clothes so i kind of fashioned uh, a t-shirt that i had into a new pair of shorts or or, 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 or at least a loincloth <laughs> i'm sitting at this sitting at this laundromat in rome new york where the i guess like a couple other truckers were sitting there doing their laundry and uh, tossed my shoes and everything in there and got at least got clean clothes till I got to Syracuse and noticed that my, my clothes were just, they were wasted. They were torn oh. apart and the shoes were bad. 
So I stopped at the mall uh, in Syracuse and bought some new shirts. Oh, new shirts, yeah. shorts. It, it stripped you naked. Yeah. It like pretty, you got mud. Pretty, pretty much destroyed. Yeah. 99. <laughs> destroyed my brain, destroyed my clothes. Yeah. Jesus Fortunately, Christ. Fortunately, I walked out with my sanity. And I didn't go to jail. That's always a plus. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime you don't do that, mm, he did but, good. You know, I I stepped. I had to step over a few unconscious people, which, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm humanitarian myself. And I'm thinking, can I walk past this person and not call somebody? Right. Maybe check them out. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, well, I live in Hollywood, dude. I do that like multiple times a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not gonna. Get, I just gotta keep going. Well, I, I just <laughs> use the old the old self inflicted rule. You know, if it's self-inflicted, unless you're bleeding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sleep yeah. Sleep it off. <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, so now, you know, we've come to the end of, of your 99, your Woodstock 99 experience. And uh, I just got to tell you, you know, I'm good friends with your son. Oh, yeah. And, yeah uh, he's a good kid. And when I when I asked him about it, because he he was the one that told me that you had gone to, to Woodstock 99 <laughs> originally. And he was like, oh, you mean my dad's business trip? <laughs> like, like, like that's how he knows about you going he's like oh yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. There, there were uh i don't know if the owner ever heard about my trip but uh i know some of the other engineers that i worked with they were <laughs> probably jealous they just shook their head like fuck dude oh my god too much <laughs> Well, Tony B, I got to tell you, this was fucking awesome, yeah. man. I'm so glad to have you on on our first uh, Survivor yeah. series. Yeah, dude, that that was fucking killer. And I'm glad you survived Woodstock 99. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, that's it was it was dangerous, but not the most dangerous place I've been. <laughs> right, yeah, I have a feeling you've seen a little worse. <laughs> you know? But uh, all right, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Tune in next time when we enter the grounds of Woodstock 99. For day one, that is official, day one of Woodstock 99. We'll see you there. Podcast 99 would like to thank our guest, Tony B, for coming in today. That was amazing. We would also like to thank Gray Holger at Contradict Sound for all of his technical assistance. If you or someone you know went to Woodstock 99, played at Woodstock 99, or worked at Woodstock 99, please contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at podcast99. We will see you at Woodstock.